turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thank you for listening in. When we sincerely turn our lives over to God, our goal is to obediently live for Him until He calls us home. Some, however, turn away from God as if they never knew Him. How can that be? God's Word has the answer. The Bible tells us that there are some who call themselves Christians, yet they are not a part of the family of God because though they appeared to be with us, they were not truly among us because they denied that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Heaven forbid! Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us. God never, uh, l- listen, God never degraded anybody. When he, was, when he was confronted with a prostitute, he loved her. He loved her and told her to go and sin no more. I mean, you who are without sin, you cast the first stone. You cast the first stone. You point your finger, you got three more coming back at you. Are y'all listening to me right now? And you watch it now, because when you get so hard, listen to me closely. Help me, Holy Ghost. When you get hard on certain sins, and, and oh, I don't stand homosexuals, and I don't want this, and I don't want that, and I don't want that. I don't, I don't, look at them, look at them. Isn't that gross? Lying is gross, too. Gossip is gross. Backbiting is gross. Huh? Watch it. Because you don't know what your child going to grow up to be. Because somebody's mother is like that. A father is like that. A sister or sibling. And you know what? You can ill afford to be homophobic to the point that you fail to minister to people if you have the transforming power of Jesus Christ. Everybody need an opportunity to come into the kingdom of God. The Bible says, whosoever will, let them come. Listen, we'll let you come. It doesn't matter what you say you are. Whatever the worst sin you can think of, we will let you come into Maranatha Bible Church. We will let you sit in that seat and you can enjoy the worship. But we are not going to let you stay that way because this is a spiritual hospital where we do spiritual service, a, a surgery on you so that you can get right, be healed, and make a difference for the Lord in society. That's what we're about. Nobody checks in the St. Luke Hospital say, doctor, keep me sick. Doctor, make me as sick as you can make me. They all come into that emergency room with all different ailments, different diseases, different. And the goal for every one of them, hopefully, is to get treated to wellness. And regardless, and you can't despise people and sit in the seat of God. And judge people in a condemnatory, self-righteous way to the point that you lose an opportunity to minister and love folk unconditionally and reach them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Because the fact of the matter is we all got skeletons in our closet. 
We all have sin and we all come short of the glory of God. The word of God says there's none righteous, no, not one. And I don't care how spiritual you look. You've all made some unholy mess that you want to stay pinned up in that closet and that God never reveals. Why don't y'all say amen? So soften your heart toward people and love them with the gospel and stop talking and having such an indignant attitude that you fail to minister the good news of Jesus Christ that can salvage them to the glory of God. Amen? Now, that was a heavy stuff I just said. Amen. Won't you say amen? Okay, last verse and we're done. That's all we can do. That's why I said, well, I'm going to do too much today because you do well if you can handle what I gave you. <laughs> Look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Okay? Likewise also these dreamers what? Defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. This verse 8 is characteristics of apostates. This is characteristic of apostates. Apostates were dreamers who had no true vision from God, but spoke deceptively as if they did speak from God in order to lure saints from the truth of God's word in order to derail them from the faith. I'm leery of people that said, I had a dream and God told me to tell you. Wait a minute. I don't need, listen, let me keep praying until he tell me. I don't need a second party message through you. Won't you say amen? God told me to tell you. Well, if I'm walking to God, he's God enough to tell me too. You see, we must resist and oppose any vision or dream that does not harmonize with scripture. Because the devil can put some devilish dreams on you too. The phrase defile the flesh, you see that in verse 8? Defile the flesh meant that these apostates defile their physical bodies by committing sexual sins. Their behavior was as corrupt as the doctrine they taught. Apostates reject authority and speak evil of dignitaries. Let me tell you something too. Well, there's church leadership you should not speak evil of, but even in, in the realm of our political leadership, uh, we ought not be speaking evil of the man. Won't you say amen? Amen. We, the Bible says pray for him. Now, I know he's not going to do everything perfect. I know he can be anti-scriptural certain things. And if he is, you speak out of those things, but you love the man, respect the office, and the Bible commands you to what? Pray for him. Huh? Pray for him. That's what the scripture says. I'm a Bible teaching pastor. And if they do something that's anti-biblical, then those things you ought to speak out against. Amen. We ought not be blinded by whiteness, by blackness, by brownness, by nothing. We ought to be uh, carriers of the good news of Jesus Christ and measure everybody up according to the word of God. The issue is not Republican or Democrat. The issue is standing up for biblical principles and having those kind of conviction, conviction that will change society. Be it known to you today, God. God is not waiting on the White House like many Christians are. God is not waiting on Hollywood. God is not waiting on Christian celebrities. God is waiting on his people. He said, if my people, huh? Second uh, Chronicles 714. Come on. If my people who are called by what? My, how many of y'all know you his people? Huh? How many of you know his people? How many of you know you called by his name? Would do what? Humble and what? Pray and then what? Seek my faith and then what? Turn 
turn from your what? Wicked ways. Then what happened? Then I'll hear from heaven, forgive the sin and heal the land. You know that? Oh God, this is so far to some of y'all. Y'all so sapped in by the culture. You can't connect with what I'm saying. God is not waiting on on the transformation of America through the political arena. Did you get what I said? The healing of the land, God is waiting on his people to live so righteously and holy before him that we affect this nation for righteousness because we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the world of the earth. We are the royal priesthood. We are the ones that are to stand in the gap and God is calling us to occupy until Jesus comes. Now, you know what? Some folk can hear, can't hear what I'm saying now because you've been so sucked into the culture so assimilated into the culture until when you hear the real truth, you have a problem digesting it because it's so foreign to you because you, 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 you have allowed this world system to envelop you and shape your worldview. Did, did you get that? Shape your worldview. And so when you come in and I preach like this, the world is right and I'm wrong because you don't hear the world talking like this, but you you don't anticipate the world talk like this because they don't know him. They don't know him. They don't know him. And let me drop this in and I'll move on. I'm going to tell you something. The church is being so culturized and and, and now so politically correct until when real preachers try to preach the real truth, instead of you looking at this word in light of your own condition, you attack the preacher and get mad at him because the real truth is I rather uh, take issue with him than confront the issue of my own state being. So I make a diversion because I don't want to deal with the issue of myself. You see, it's, so it's getting very hard and difficult to preach hard truth in church for the transformation of lives. Oh, God help me preach this message. I'm almost done. Listen, apostates reject authority and speak evil of dignitaries. They set themselves up as their own authority and refuse to submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ and the leadership within the church. They undermine church leadership in order to carry out an agenda to lead unsuspecting saints astray. These apostates had no regard for or respect for those in authority. As a matter of fact, their mission was to slander, gossip, speak evil of leadership so as to create doubt and suspicion in the minds of saints. And you got people who will believe another person in the pew before they believe the authority that's coming from that pulpit because of the influence of friendship. And they put relationship over what the word of God says. So let me close with this. I'm going to give you six things, six characteristics of an apostate. What are the characteristics of an apostate? We'll do these six and then we'll conclude. What are the six characteristics of an apostate? Number one, apostates are professors, but not 
but are not actual possessors of true salvation. They profess Christ, but they do not possess Christ. They have God in their mouths, but not in their hearts. You say, where's the scripture on that? Everything I say is with a scripture. Uh, Matthew 7, 21 says, Matthew 7, 21 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. You can holler, say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord. And God says, I never knew you because you don't have me in the heart. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You see, so it's one thing to profess Christ, but it's another thing to what? Possess Christ. Which one are you? Are you a professor or a possessor? That's a big question. You see, number two, they apostates, they rebel against God and his leadership using their influence to create confusion and to lead weak, unsuspecting saints away from the truth and God. In other words, uh, they come in underneath damnable emails, damnable conversations, damnable sideline undertone meetings. And when all is said and done, your weak saints who barely have the word in them are led out of the church by some hellish person that's not going anywhere in the church. Second Timothy 3, 6 says, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. In 2 Peter 2, 1, it says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Number three, an apostate commits sacrilege, say sacrilege, an apostate commits sacrilege by violating and profaning sacred things. He or she abuses and treat that which is sacred with irreverence. You see, sacrilege is to violate sacred things, is the profaning of sacred things. It is the abusing and the treating of sacred things with severe irreverence. Uh, scriptures on that is Hebrews 10, 29 through 38. It says, of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be felt worthy today, worthy who has trampled the son of God underfoot? Just put God under their feet with all that foolishness. Counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing. Just making sacred things common. And meaningless and insulting the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Jude 4 says in the text where we're reading, Jude 4 says, for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. It's damnable to misuse this scripture. It is a damnable, this is a sacred book from God to, to, to abuse it. To ignore it once you've heard from it. Take for granted the Lord's table and not coming to remember the Lord's body and blood in Holy Communion. When is the last time you've taken Holy Communion? 
Sacred thing. When is a, listen, using the Lord's name in vain, saying Lord and Jesus and, and just using it sloppily in any kind of conversation. Uh, the Lakers make a bad play. Oh, God, have mercy. I mean, just throwing stuff, uh, the Lord's name around. Jokingly using the Lord's name is the height of disrespect. God says, be holy as I am holy. You see, that's sacred. I mean, the scribes and the Pharisees, they committed such sacrilege until they called the works of, de- of Jesus that of the devil. That was blasphemy. That was sacrilege right in the Savior's face. That's bold. I'm going to tell you something else too. To come in God's house at the cost and raise hell and to be divisive and to gossip and to backbite in the body of Christ instead of being loving and kind and a peacemaker with your brother and sister is to commit sacrilege. Sacrilege. I heard what he said. I ain't doing it. And you, you're a front to God. And God says, I'm going to get you as sure as I'm living. You see, I got quiet as getting. I got three more. Hold your seatbelts. Number four, apostates, they knowingly and deliberately rejected the revealed truth regarding the deity of Jesus Christ. They knowingly and deliberately rejected the revealed truth regarding the deity of Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, what is that word deity? Deity means his godness. He's God. In other words, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is more than a prophet, he's more than a teacher, he's more than a good man. What makes him distinct and different? He is God. You see, uh, John 8, 24 says, therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, God, you will die in your sins. John 8, 58 says, Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, God was speaking to his audience saying, you talking about Abraham, but I was there before him. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I, I created time. <laughs> uh, the Gospel of John 10.30 says, I and my Father are one. You can't make such a prolific statement unless you're God uh, or the biggest phony ever walked the earth. But he's not. He is God all by himself. John 14.9 says, Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? You see, he said, when you're looking at me, you're looking at God. You must believe that Jesus is God. You must believe in the incarnation, the virgin birth, that Jesus from Mary uh, received his humanity and from the Holy Spirit, uh, a conception uh, 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 in the womb, uh, uh, overshadowing uh, her, her womb. From, from, from the Holy Spirit, he received his godness, his divinity, that Jesus Christ alone was 100% God and 100% man to redeem mankind from the power, penalty, and tyranny of sin. Number five, two more and we'll be done. Number five, another characteristic of apostates, they have a form, say form, 
of godliness and appear to be spiritual, but spiritually they are corrupt without the life of God in the soul. Second um, Timothy three, five says having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. In other words, those who those who are fall away and those who become apostates and fall away and turn away. You know why they could do so? They came to church and they had a form, but they didn't have the reality of Christ living on the inside. You know, th- those are people, people who turn away from the church and Christ. They have been informed, but they have not been transformed. A form of godliness. In other words, you look like Christ because you kind of dress. I mean, you kind of look like a Christian. You dress like him and you kind of take in your Bible here and there and you say, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored and using all those little trinket of spiritual statements and think therein lies spirituality. You can say all that stuff all you want to and Satan just picking his teeth on you. They have and Satan don't have teeth, by the way. I was just using that. Uh, They have a form of godliness. In other words, they look like they are spiritual, but they don't even know Christ. Is that you today? You you, you come in here today and you just come think you're doing your duty and you drop something in in the offering bag and you leave out of here and thank God you've done God's service. And your life haven't changed. Your vocabulary haven't changed. The way you walk haven't changed. Your talk haven't changed. You still going to the same places, acting the same way, still visiting the pornography insight, still running around with folk uh, uh, and not changing your company. Listen, the Bible says when you get saved, you come from among them and be separate. Any man being Christ, he's a new creation. Finally, but not the least. Some of y'all say, ooh, I'm glad he's back too. I got enough energy to preach another hour. I'm just having mercy on you. <laughs> Last but not least, one who commits apostasy, run away, get mad, take issue, think they high and mighty, can't tell them nothing. You know, they think they've arrived full of pride and don't know it. Listen, they are religiously learned. Or they got education. The, the Pharisees and scribes had that. And Jesus said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. And they are knowledgeable. You got folk who are knowledgeable, but spiritually dead because they have not experienced the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Wow. Spiritually dead. I mean, some young folk go off to seminary to learn about God. And when they come back, they don't even believe there is a God. That seminary has become a cemetery. Cemeteries. I mean, you got professors sitting in places of authority and they are atheistic. And they, get, they think because they sit in their seat, they have a right to say everything. And our kids, if they're not indoctrinated, they are swept away because they got these PhDD letters behind their name and they're going to bust hell wide open. Your education can't qualify you for heaven. The Bible says you must be born again. Grandma may not have had a PhD or a master's, but she had a BA. She was born again. I'd rather go to heaven splitting verbs any day than go to hell talking correct. 
They are religiously learned, educated, and knowledgeable, influential, but spiritually dead because they have not experienced resurrection power of Jesus. Here's a profound verse that I close with. The Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 39 through 40. Y'all, this is a sobering message that is meaty and it is not to be played with. Matter of fact, you can take issue with it because it may be too strong for you. Some of y'all own milk. This is meat today. If you can't digest this, we need to go back and give you some milk. John 12, 39 through 40 says, therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eye and hardened their hearts. Lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. You know, you can be so hard and so callous against God and so stuck in your way so long and say what you going to do and what you ain't going to do. And you just stay there at, at 10 years old, at 20, at 30, and 40, and 50. And God says, all right, I'll turn you over to yourself. I'll fix it where you be hearing and you can't hear. I'll fix it where you can read the word and you can't make a connection. Because I've taken the ability for you to make a divine connection away from you. Woo-hoo. I've blinded you now. You've rejected me so long to now I've fixed you where you can't get it. You play hard with me, you don't, know who you, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm God. I wipe you out. I made you. You, you had, your mama ever told you a long time ago, boy, I brought you in this world. I tell you what, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> I'll take you out. Anybody ever heard that statement? I'm the only one heard that. Raise your hand if you ever heard that. Anybody ever heard? Some of y'all. See, that's an old folk. Now you go to CPS for that now. But man down the street, you, they, they take you out before your mama took you out. Anybody whoop you. That's what's wrong now. We're trying to put them in timeouts. Last scripture, 2 Timothy 3.7, still connected with this. 2 Timothy 3.7, uh, always learning and never able to. To come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow. You know why? Because they're blinded. God has turned them over because of a hardness of heart. John says again, (laughs) he has blinded their eyes. He, God, has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart. Lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Second Timothy 3, 7, tying into that, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Always got your Bible, but never make, never have that Bible connect with your heart. I mean, I, mean, I, I go to Bible conferences and seminars, and I do all of these things, but I never experience the life-changing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And don't you be like that. Don't be smart without Christ. Matter of fact, your goal is not to be smart. Your goal ought to be to be wise. And the Bible says real wisdom comes from God. And James said, if you want it, ask. And I'll give it to you liberally. (laughs) Worst thing you can have is an old fool. And all God's children said, amen. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching, or would like to hear this message in its entirety, 
please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.